Shall we pray together? Eternal Father, we give you thanks for the joy and the victory of Easter. Thank you for giving us your Son to die for our sins and to reconcile us to you. We pray, O oh God, that we continue to walk in this victory and we continue to maintain this cordial relationship with you, not only here, so that when we die, we have eternal rest with you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Let me, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, welcome all of you to this very special Sunday. It's special because we are in the season of Easter. And then we thank God for what God has done for us through His Son, Jesus Christ. And at the same time also, I want to sincerely express my gratitude to every member of this church through our rector for the show of love and support that I personally have received from you over these three years, and particularly for this time that I have my family with me. I pray that God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, by the grace of God, I will be speaking on the theme, the power of resurrection. The power of resurrection. It is no longer news that Christ resurrected from the dead over 2,022 years ago. The benefits of which are enormous for us as believers but then you see many people, including myself, we have not come to the full realization of tapping into these great benefits that the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ has brought to us. Perhaps many of us do not even understand. Apostle Paul, a great apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, after many years of ministry, cried out, in Philippians, and that is where we read today. That is the piece we read to us today. If you have your bulletin there, it's on page eight. But then I have a very slight different, a very slight uh, different version here. In verse ten of Philippians chapter three, Apostle Paul cried out, "That I may know Him, and the power of His resurrection." and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. The version we have here says, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. Now, one may begin to wonder why we Paul make this declaration after his personal encounter after the years of experience in the ministry, after all the miracles that he had witnessed, after all that God had used him for, this calls for serious reflection as to why this apostle made this declaration. It means that there is something extremely important for us to know about the power that brought Jesus out of the sepulchre. After Jesus was brutally killed, his enemies were not yet satisfied. They still wanted 
to monitor his tomb. If you have killed somebody, what else? You should allow the person to rest. You should leave the person. But the enemies of Jesus Christ were never satisfied, even after they killed him. In the gospel read to us today, let's turn to page 10 of the bulletin. You see the gospel read to us today. Look at what they said after Jesus had died. They said, Sir, we remember what that imposter said while he was still alive. Another version here says that, Sir, they said, We remember that why he was alive. That deceiver said, that deceiver said, that is Jesus Christ, they were referring to as an impostor, as a deceiver. And now, what was their request? Let's go forward. Therefore, command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciple may go and steal him away and tell the people he has been raised from the dead. And the last deception will be worse than the first. Look at the reply of Pilate. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it secure as you can. So they went with the guard and they made the tomb secure by sealing the stone. Ordinarily, if you have been to Jerusalem before, you will see the way they made their tomb there. They can put a stone at the entrance, but not as big as the kind of stone they put at the entrance of the tomb of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was not even enough for them. They had to cement it, to seal it, so that the disciples would not come and take the body away as they said. Now, in this place, Pilate gave them the opportunity to make that place secure. So the tomb was made secure with soldiers, with a grey stone roll to cover the tomb. The stone speaks of the efforts of the enemies of Jesus' resurrection. The stone was sealed by the Roman Empire. This was done at the request of the priests and the Pharisees. But then you see that, according to the tradition of the Jews, they will always visit the tomb and they will anoint the body until the body decomposed. So on the third day, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, and Salome were concerned about who would roll away this stone for them. But they did not know that the power of resurrection had visited the tomb. And Jesus raised from the dead. The tomb was already empty. Look at what we have in Mark in the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 to 3. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' Jesus's body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunshine, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll away the stone from us? Let me tell you something here today. That the power of resurrection disrespected every human barricade to prevent Jesus from rising. 
It caused the unusual to happen in the history of mankind. It has never happened before. Jesus rose from the dead. And listen very carefully that this is a single reason why Christian religion stands out. Every other religious leader or founder died and they never rose again. But Jesus, the founder of the Christian religion, died and rose again. And he is alive now. Hallelujah. What then is this resurrection? Now you see that the resurrection of Jesus Christ was the greatest display of God's power in the history of mankind. Resurrection in Greek word is anastasis, which means a raising up or rising up. In the verb form, it means to cause to stand or to rise up, to raise from sleep or from the dead. The power of resurrection is still very much active and available today. It can work in different ways in the lives of believers. The power of resurrection can help to revive believers from spiritual sleep and slumber. Christians who are gradually getting wearied and tired of their spiritual work with God. No time for personal prayer. No time for personal Bible study. No time for spiritual gathering and services. The power of resurrection can revive those individuals, such Christians, who are already getting tired. This same power is available to activate and bring to life the good virtues, the good talents, and the gifts that have been put to sleep. But much more than this, there are a few things I want us to note today about the power of resurrection. Number one, is that the power of resurrection is the power that cannot be in that. I don't know another English word you want to use for the word hindrance. But then you see that here, the priests and the Pharisees, along with the other enemies of Jesus, did everything to hinder Jesus Christ from rising again to life. But then you see that the power of resurrection, why all the soldiers were guiding the tomb, where were the soldiers with their guns, with all their weapons, when the power came in, they could not stop it. So the power of resurrection is such a great power that cannot be in that. And so if this power also is working in your life as a believer, is working in my life as a believer, we'll be able to accomplish a lot for God. Nothing will stop us because nothing was able to stop Jesus Christ from being raised to life. Number two thing you need to understand also is that the power of resurrection rolled away the stone. What happened to the stone? The stone was so big that three women were contemplating who will roll this stone away from us. They knew by their imagination and thought that no human effort will be able to do that for them. But the power of resurrection rolled away the stone, a major obstacle that would have been a big, sorry, that would have, that means a major obstacle would have been the big stone rolled 
to block the entrance of the tomb of Jesus Christ. But that, that stone was rolled away. It shows also that devil and the enemies put obstacles on our ways, even as we journey with the Lord. Everything is not going No, In those days, I had people preaching heresy and they said, the moment you give your life to Jesus Christ and you are born again, there will be no challenges, there will be no problem. It is a lie. There will be problems, there will be challenges, but then, for us as Christians, we are fighting from victory. We are not fighting for victory. We are fighting from victory. Because somebody has obtained the victory for us. All we do is that we just tap from what has been given to us. So, obstacles will come. Satan will put obstacles on our way. He will roll the stone to block us in one way. The enemies will do it. But the power of resurrection is able to take away every obstacle. And I see God helping somebody today, rolling away every stone that is blocking your way. Number three, the power of resurrection. Put all those who conspired and killed Jesus to shame. I want to ask you, because we must practicalize the Bible. When you read the Bible, I do a lot of reflection. This man was crucified. He was naked. He was humiliated. He was murdered as a robber. He was killed as a robber. And then he was buried. And while he was buried, they still rolled a big stone to block the entrance of his tomb. Right now, the man rose from the dead. Not only that he rose from the dead, he said, tell my disciples, let them come and meet me in Galilee. So the same man they killed is now speaking. He's now addressing the crowd. Nobody could pretend among them to say, oh, he didn't rise, he didn't rise. No, the disciples only stole the body you know, away. How do you think they will feel at this time? How do you think those people will feel at this time? They will be ashamed. They may not say it out, but they will be ashamed. They will be perplexed. They will keep on wondering. So this was the same man we killed. And this is still that same man that is now active and that is now doing things now. So the power of resurrection, as I put it here, put all those who conspire and kill Jesus to shame. The man the key rose again and went to meet his disciples in Galilee. Like I said, how do you think those people will be feeling when they heard that Jesus Christ had risen from the dead? Number four, the power of resurrection gives power and credence to the gospel. It gives power and credence to the gospel. Now look at it. It means that the gospel is true. Amen. Hallelujah. It means that the word of God is real. He said, destroy this temple and in three days I will build it. In another word, kill me. In three days I will rise again. And then that happened. It means that the Bible is true. It gives power and credence to the gospel. No controversy at all. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 14 and 15. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless. And so is your faith. More than that, we are then formed to be false witnesses about God. Look at it. If there was no resurrection, if Jesus was not raised from the dead, it means that our faith is useless. Not only that, 
we are going to be tagged as false witnesses. We said that it will rise, but it didn't rise. Therefore, you are all lying. But like I said, this power of resurrection gives power to the gospel. We can say the gospel is true. We can say, oh, the Bible is yea and amen. Whatever you come across in the scripture is real. And number five, the power of resurrection gives hope, gives us hope of eternal life. It gives us hope of eternal life. It means that if Christ was raised, then those who have died, your fa my father, let me use my father, who has died, I will see him again. He will be, you know, he is going to resurrect. I don't know how many people that you have lost as well. As long as they died in Christ, they will also be raised. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 19 and 20. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are all people most to be pitied. Another version says we are most miserable if only in this world we have hope. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ gives us hope that we are not going to end it here. As Christians, death is a means to an end. It's not an end itself. It's just like we sleep and then we'll be waking, woken up again and then we'll be with Christ in eternity. He says, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who are falling asleep. Paul wrote, knowing that he was raised up, sorry, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus, we also raise us up with Jesus, and we be present, and we present us with you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, and 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and verse 20. No wonder, therefore, after many years of ministerial work, Apostle Paul cried out, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. It means that there is something very deep, something very mysterious, something that we need to know every day about this power that woke Jesus Christ, that brought him to life, and that also that same power is working in our lives today. The totality of our Christian faith is resting on the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we have confidence in God. The power of God is available to make things happen in our lives. If we die now, we have the hope of being raised with him. All these great benefits are meant for those who have accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Those who have been born again. And if you see the college of today, it talks about similar things. Let's see the college of today. It talks... I'm going to read it from here. And then it says, Almighty and everlasting God, who in the Paschal mystery established the new covenant of reconciliation, grant that all who have been reborn into the fellowship of Christ's body may show forth in their lives what they profess by their faith through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So all these benefits, like I said, 
are meant for those people that have accepted Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Those who have been born again. It is never too late also for you to join the crew today. Just come to Jesus and make no delay. He's standing at the door of your heart. Christ is risen from the dead. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Eternal God, once again, we are grateful because you love us. Right from the fall of man in the garden of Eden, you made provision for the salvation of mankind. And at this season, we commemorate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead. And today, we have again tried to look at it very carefully, the power of resurrection. We are asking, O oh Lord, that this power will continue to be alive in our lives, be alive in your church, so that we, on daily basis, we continue to enjoy your presence. We continue to enjoy your revival even within our body system and in your church. And every good thing that has been put to death in us by the wickedness of the wicked will be activated. We pray you, O Lord, that as we understand day by day that here is not our permanent abode and that through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, those who have died before us also will be raised to life. Help us, O oh Lord, to follow Jesus to the end, so that if we, whenever we die, even before the rapture comes, we also can enjoy the benefit of being woken up again to reign and to rule with you in eternity. These are many other things we ask through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>